and I got to make sure the bubbly looks good because bubbly. hopefully, We're sponsored by hopefully, bubbly. hopefully they'll sponsor me <laughs> at some point, but probably not. It's just, if yeah. I had to be sponsored by someone, it would be the, yeah. the corporation of <laughs> yeah. Pepsi company, yeah. Pepsi company. Okay. At a certain point, I'm going to have to open this bubbly. You should. But it'll be fine. Okay. What kind is it? Wait. This watermelon. Uh-huh. Do you want to go get one? Sure. Go get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to have two because Bubbly will be like the sponsored drink of my friend's favorite movie. It's a good idea. Cool. You got the label facing out. Yeah. All right. Maybe one day a sponsorship will come, but it'll 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 maybe take a while. If you get famous. Yeah, yeah. Let's do maybe fifty episodes. Yeah. Let's let's make that the goal by episode fifty. I'm sponsored by some yeah. water. Yeah. Some <laughs> kind of water. Some kind of water. Whether it be bubbly or LaCroix, I'll take whatever comes my yeah. way. Let's be honest. It doesn't have to be water. It could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. So what is a fuck ass? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say it. But <laughs> this is one of my best friends, Grace. Grace and I have known each other for six years now. We met in high school, easily bonded over our collective interest in 80s and 90s movies, everything from David Bowie to Tim Burton. Our open love for pop culture and media actually ended up getting us voted most likely to be famous by our senior class. No, like, actually. We've been able to stay close since we both ended up going to DBU, where she's currently wrapping up her studies in broadcast and digital media. We've both always had an affinity for movies and music, and we both specifically love the blend between the two. So, when starting this show, I knew there was no one better to have on. So, without further ado, let's talk about my friend Grace's favorite movie, Donnie Darko. That was a funny line from the movie. Though. Yeah, yeah. No, I like no, when no. the daughter and the sister was like, "What's it?" I didn't know how to like, like when like when that like scene happens early yeah. on. I was like, "What am I watching? Like, am I supposed to laugh?" I thought this was like a creepy. Did you think it was like movie. creepy the whole time? I I did, especially once uh, Frank started talking. Like once oh. I heard his voice for the first time, I was like, oh, "Wake up!" Oh, wake up. this is a. Uh, I like the I like the voice on that guy. It's pretty. He's weird. really creepy. That creeps me out. Yeah, I didn't expect the movie to be as funny as it was. It's really funny. But it it's a weird. I Jake Gyllenhaal. I watched an interview of him talking about it last yeah. night, and he described it perfectly. It is an anti high school movie. Yeah. So it follows all the same tropes of like, you know, something like, the girl Easy A or yeah. the Breakfast Club. Even like yeah. it has certain aspects of those movies. But they're done completely like opposite, opposite by the end. So like I thought that was really interesting. High school, yeah, yeah, for sure. And especially coming at it from the perspective of someone who's crazy, usually or crazy, however you want to put it, yeah. he uh, that is definitely like not the usual main character of a high school. Of a movie. high school, yeah, kind of like an antihero kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's more common now, but not back in the day. Yeah, not back in the day for sure. No. So, what is this is your wait. Never mind. Hold on. Let me restart that question. <laughs> this is your favorite movie. Yes. Why um, is it your favorite movie? Well, it's my favorite movie right now because growing up, I, I haven't seen it since like uh, two years ago. I think it was, no, three years ago. Mm-hmm. But I watched it recently, and I was like, "Oh, this movie's really good. It's probably my favorite right now." Like I could go back and watch it like anytime, and it would just be really cool. And I want my friends to watch it, even though it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But. I really vibe with it. So. Are you are you ever nervous to show your friends this movie? Because I feel like everyone would have completely different reactions. It would be one like, or the other. They'd really like it or they'd be like, that's a weird... I feel like my DB friends wouldn't like it. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, friends like you, I think you would like it. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. My sister might not like it either. My parents probably not, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's acquired taste, I guess. Yeah. My but... mom. My mom asked me last night, she was like, uh, would I like this movie? And you yeah, heard me. I was like, no, 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 no you would not like. I don't the movie. think adults would like it that much. I think Mm-mm. people are our age, would especially like it their generation. Like their generation specifically, I think wouldn't get it. Yeah, because they're like the whole like that's like the whole like one of the whole like main themes of the movie. Yeah, you know, I don't think they would get it. No, but younger people, 
especially people with an affinity for the 90s, I think, mm-hmm. can get behind it and really, really jive with it. Kind of like I did. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I was worried you wouldn't like it. I was like, great. I didn't know. Like, I, we were like 30 <laughs> minutes in, and I was like, I like this, but I did not expect the movie to be like this, yeah. you know? And the more and more it went on, the more and more I was like, I like this, I like this, and then it kind of just ended, and I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But it makes a lot more sense, and we'll we'll talk about why it makes sense later. I mean, I guess it makes sense. You could call the movie overly complicated for no reason, but yeah. at the same time, I like compli- complicated so I. stuff, so, so it doesn't really matter to me. So do I. So when did you first watch? You said two years ago. Were you I with was, anyone? No, it was my freshman year, so I guess it was close to four years ago. No, three. I'll say three and a half. Mm-hmm. My freshman year of college. Um, I watched it in the dorm, I remember, mm-hmm. and I was by myself. It was like on Netflix or something, and I was like, oh, I always wanted to watch this, so I decided to watch it, and I liked it. Yeah. And then I watched it a couple months ago, and I mm-hmm. liked it a lot, so. Yeah, it's weird. So did, was so it wasn't your favorite movie as of right now until like a couple months ago? Yeah, until okay. I watched it again. Because like sometimes I have to watch it a second time, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I like it a lot more. Because yeah. like I know certain things about it, and I'm like picking up on stuff, watching mm-hmm. it again, so. Did yeah. it connect with you? Did, did were you always were you thinking about it a lot after you'd watched it the first time or was it really just after that second viewing where you were like I like the this first movie time a lot more. I thought about like I watched videos about the ending and stuff like that but then I kind of forgot about it and then I was like oh I should watch it again and then I like learned more about it than mm-hmm. I did the first time so I guess I just needed to watch it again I don't know yeah and sometimes <laughs> that's just how movies are yeah like like people like like my mom for instance she can't watch a movie more than once because it like drives her crazy but i'm like i love watching a movie especially a movie like so that I... or like i know that they're completely different but like inception and tenet and stuff those movies that you get so much uh more value from the movie yeah. and the story when you watch it a second time and you understand yeah. things from the beginning you know i think i think that that's really cool and i like that this movie does that especially in a high school setting because most high yeah. school movies are like okay the yeah. guy got with the girl whatever cool but this yeah. one's like about time and tangent universes yeah quantum mechanics yeah so i think it's pretty cool yeah. I, I like it a lot and I, I layer that with like a vibe of grunge music and stuff yes. i think that's really really cool yes but yeah and i've always loved like 80s 90s kind of movies and mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel like an 80s movie it does. It feels more like a '90s movie. It does feel like a '90s movie, or like movie. '2000s even. And it, it like looks like it's two, '2000s. Like it doesn't look like it. It does, but for some reason, movie. it's really appropriately placed in the late '80s. Do you think that your love for the '80s and '90s uh, affects your opinion on the movie, or do you think that? It definitely. I didn't even know before I watched the movie that it was placed in the '80s. I was like, oh, I thought it was just like modern time. Mm-hmm. I like t- 2001, but I, um, I guess it does because I, I love the music in it and I love. Like the vibe of the, like the '80s mood that it has to it, but mm-hmm. it feels more '90s to me. Definitely, but. I definitely agree. And that's it's it's always weird. Like those late years and like at the end of every generation, they the always awkward, yeah. they always are like in that in between period. I guess I never really thought about the fact that you know that that you know we always talk about you know I'm just so depressed nowadays. Yeah. You hear that all the time. Like I'm depressed. I mean, it's true. It's more widely found, but um, but I think that that started earlier than I thought because I would have figured that started in the mid to late '90s with like the evolution of the internet and stuff. But I think there was something growing there, yeah. um, coming off of the generation of the parents that were there that yeah. I think really emphasized that a little bit. But um, but that's a really yeah. big theme of the movie, and I, I want to know. Is that something that you really like about the movie? Is that something you even picked up on? Or is that just like, it, it, or is it, what's it something that was in the back of your head that like I kind of brought up last night? Like the mental, mental illness stuff? Yeah. No, more like the, the baby boomer doesn't understand what oh, mental illness type of right. thing is, you know? I thought about it more when he brought it up because I didn't really think about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, like it was more of the time when students, or not students, kids were starting to like rebel against their parents and mm-hmm. like question what their, their beliefs mm-hmm. and i feel like I, I didn't grow up then so i didn't really know but mm-hmm. i think it's really interesting that it showed that because i feel like it's not a very popular like opinion that at least parents our baby boomers like appreciated at the time so yeah yeah i think we have the fortune to have parents that are cool and open and they're more open-minded than the baby boomers yeah Yeah. and it's not even about like accepting as much because it's more so just you know music we listen to and media that we intake and social media and stuff i think parents now are a lot better at 
being like, things are weird. Things are a lot different than they were when I was a kid because I think now that we're starting to hit the age of parents where yeah. things were getting weird when they were parents, you know, yeah. things were getting odd. And America isn't perfect. Like yeah. People think it is. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> of course not. And that's, that's exactly what the movie does yeah. like the whole time is everyone that is an adult is like, this is the exact way to get to happiness. Mm -hmm. It's fear and love on a spectrum. And that's just not true. Yeah. There's so many, there's so many complexities it's not black to and white. it. Yeah. It's not black and white. And I think that that is maybe like the main theme above everything else, which is things are not black and white. Things yeah. are in gray. And I think that's perfectly emphasized by Donnie. I think, mm -hmm. I think Donnie is the perfect character to sort of emphasize that. Cause he's not a bad guy. No. Um, what do you, why do you think mental illness is so, cause I mean, I think you would agree that mental illness is tackled really well. Yeah. Um, what do you think specifically the movie does to get um, the audience behind a character that's doing bad things the whole time, but somehow by the end of it, you know, we, we're we like completely like a, a understanding of what he was going through? I It's kind of a hard question, but I think it's because you see him go through all these things and you kind of sympathize with him and you know that he's not doing things because he wants to like he's kind of being like let on and like kind of taken over by frank or whatever i don't know it's kind of confusing but um i think by the end of by the end of it people think he's like sacrificing himself and that's kind of like the good the hero mm -hmm. thing that he did and so i don't know it's just i don't really know and, and that was the only other thing that i came away with from the movie that was to me a little potentially dangerous especially yeah. now like like I don't know if that question was kind of weird when I when you saw it last when you saw it this morning when I texted it to you but do you think that there is anything potentially dangerous about yeah. about the ending because in the movie's context he he makes a self sacrifice it's totally fine but now if a if a depressed person watched it and saw his self-sacrifice, do you think that could be taken the wrong way? I think so. If, like, if the wrong person watched it, then mm -hmm. yes. Like, oh, he sacrificed himself, and now all these good things are going to happen. Like, mm -hmm. People might think that's what they should do, but I don't think... Not everyone would think that, but if like the wrong person watches it, then maybe. But... Right. It's not so much like a large group of people. No. But if that one person didn't like, like that didn't need to watch it, watched it. I feel like that. Yeah, it could be an issue. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, again... You have to look at the movie for what the context is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, obviously, a movie or a show is not going to, you know, quantify suicide unless you're 13 Reasons Why, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> no one's watching it anyways. <laughs> we watched it, but, you know. <laughs> I watched it to make fun of yeah, it because yeah, yeah, it's super easy to make yeah, fun of. Same. But, uh, but yeah, and, and that's uh, that's kind of a Yeah, good I don't think it glorifies segue. suicide. It's, I just think it's like... I don't either. I definitely don't like either. More like a sacrifice than it is a suicide. But. Yeah, and, and to be fair, it would have been different if like he had actually killed himself. Yeah. Like I feel like the movie would completely lose right. the benefit of sacrifice if he had like actually done something to himself, mm -hmm. but it was more so he just kind of let it happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, and, and I think that that is... Um, I think that's a good uh, differentiation between uh, something like Donnie Darko and some modern, you know, high school thing like 13 Reasons Why, yeah. for instance, yeah. is that at least Donnie Darko, I feel like, recognizes when it's making fun of itself mm -hmm. and when it knows the writing is sometimes not the best. Yeah. Like, you'll, like, a throwaway joke about Smurfs yeah. has a whole monologue yeah, about yeah. how, like, it's about how Smurfs have sex yeah, and yeah. are asexual or whatever. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a genius way to like cover up like your very weird monologue. Mm -hmm. But because they like dive into it, I think it does a really good job. Yeah. What what specifically about the movie do you think it does when it goes over the top? What 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 over the top mo moments from the movie do you think are done really, really well? Um, I think with the... I forgot her name. I think her name is Miss Farmer. Mm -hmm. I think her character is really over the top. But mm -hmm. I think it shows, like, how a lot of people are kind of, like, closed-minded. And, like, she was wearing her God is Awesome shirt. Yeah, which we, she, we, we want, want to get that shirt. <laughs> but, like, when she was telling them – or she was talking to them, Donnie's mom. And Donnie's mom was like, oh, did you find out Jim – I think his name is Jim Cunningham is, mm -hmm. like, has a kitty porn dungeon. And she's yeah. like, what? We don't talk about that in here. Or, like, she was, like, 
she didn't even get phased by it. She was just like, I don't believe it. And yeah. like, but she's wearing her God is awesome shirt. It's just strange, but it's like, yeah. it's, I see that kind of stuff in the real life sometimes. And I think it's done really well. Yeah. Kind of character. Like, I think when you, and I mean, I don't mean to speak for you, but I mean, you and I have both grown up going to church, going to, uh, yeah. uh, christian centered like communities like our school had like mostly christian people yeah. in it and so i mean we never got it that bad no i don't think i mean i did when i was going to private school but i don't think you had it like all the time but like we've definitely seen people that you know yeah even if it's just posting something on social media we see that stuff all yeah. the time especially going to a christian college yeah. you know yeah. the so, god is awesome shirt is yeah. an amazing shirt yeah. and i really really want one yeah the, that, one. that shirt's awesome but um but yeah it uh, I, I like her character just because it highlights a certain archetype. Yeah, I like all, a lot of the characters. They're all like really certain kinds of weird characters, but I really like like them. They're really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they all, especially the adults, I yeah. feel like they all um, capitalize on one type of mindset, and yeah. then they are Except like for... supposed to be an aspect of yeah. adulthood. You know, Except for Drew Barrymore's character, she's like the only one adult that's like not going with their beliefs and she gets fired because of it so Mm -hmm. and i think she's like a perfect allegory for adults now Mm -hmm. you know that want to push individual thought and want to push you know self-evaluation or or whatever you want to call it but like she is a good influence on them even though she is an adult and i think that her presence in the movie is is super necessary Mm -hmm. super super necessary um so I want to do some rapid fire questions really quick. So what's your favorite scene in the movie and why? Um, I love probably the when they start school and it's the head over heels by Tears for Fears song. Mm-hmm. I just love that whole montage. It's so so much like a music video. It looks really cool and I love watching that over again. It's just such a cool scene and I really like it. Yeah, the the one shot is done surprisingly well yeah. for a scene where there didn't need to be a one shot, but yeah. there is one and it looks yeah. awesome. I think they like chose that song and then they like, made it to where it like goes with it perfectly so i think it's really well done mm-hmm. so they have like moments where it speeds up and slows down and yeah i love yeah. that and and i even m- mentioned it when what? sorry okay. <laughs> <laughs> i had like a, a freaking hair on my nose no there uh i i mentioned it when we were watching it but it's literally like a cast introduction yeah like every single person in, in the, the cast school. is like yeah. shown off even jim cunningham is there yeah he's there you know I think so. I think that's the the reason why it's so genius is because it highlights every single character like right at the beginning. And I love when it, songs and the movie goes really well together. Like I love that part. So it's like really really good. Yeah, I mm-hmm. uh, I I think it's the easiest way to because I can tell there was dialogue in mm-hmm. those scenes. So I don't know if originally they were just going to like you said. I don't know if the song came first or if there was actually dialogue yeah. there. Um. But maybe I can see a version of the scene being really stale with really stale dialogue. But because they just threw, you know, tears for fears yeah, over I think it, it was good. It has immediate was... like life and energy to it, and it honestly gets the movie going. Yeah. And I think that I think that that's really really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite shot in the movie? I know that's a really weird question, considering like scenes yeah. and shots can kind of be the same. But like, I just really like film and i really like because yeah. some people really like one specific image in the movie do you have like a favorite shot in the entire movie there's a shot where i think it's johnny's at the halloween party at this house and he's like grabbing the wall and then like the camera like do you remember that part where it like spins around him and he's like upside down and then he's like back it's like he's holding onto the wall and then the camera like I don't know what it's called, but it circles around him and so you see him upside down. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. I don't know what you call that shot. But yeah, yeah. No, I'll, 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 I'll put it. I'll w- w- with your description. <laughs> I'll put it. it up so that people can like understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. It's really cool, and I also mm-hmm. love how going back to the scene you were talking about a second ago, how it starts sideways. Too. Yeah. At the school bus, and like he like jumps out, like that yeah. is like stuff that probably wouldn't work. Yeah. Not anymore, but because it was an indie movie and because it was when it was. I think that it kind of like gets away with it. And the it. shot that you said with the sparkle motion dancing and you saw like Yes. Yeah. Yes, the the cool. scene by the audience the camera yeah. behind the dancers and facing like the front of the audience. I yeah. I was like we see that shot a lot now. Yeah. Um and I've always loved that shot, but um like you see it in like comedian specials now that like 
you don't need cinematography in comedian specials yeah. but like bo burnham did it and it's used a lot in like a star is born like did you see the live performance of bradley cooper and lady gaga at the oscars mm-hmm. like that, a bit specific yeah. like the whole thing is shot from behind oh. them and it's like that like all the whole crowd in the background and i was like well yeah. this is really really interesting so we see it a lot more now but back in the day i think that that I mean, again, I don't know about a lot of dance sequences in old movies, but yeah, that was just something that stood out to me. Yeah, do you have a favorite line in the movie? Um, I think I like the line with Miss Farmer says she's like, "I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion." <laughs> that line, and then yeah. also, I thought this line was cool before I saw the movie, but it was um when they're in the movie theater and Donnie's like, "Oh, why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit?" and Frank's like, "Why are you wearing that stupid man suit?" Yeah, that yeah, one's yeah, cool yeah. <laughs> I I was not expecting to be like like going back to that like i was i was not i didn't know what to expect from donnie darko Mm -hmm. if i'm going to be honest i've kind of just figured it'd be kind of a spooky movie with this ambiguous like being Mm -hmm. there i did not ever expect to know that frank had like an identity and i thought i was really like whoa that's it like he actually has an importance in the story Mm -hmm. it made the story a lot more cohesive because the movie after that gets really like yeah. out there and crazy and yeah. not not very explanatory so but yeah i uh that is like the the moment in the movie where you I, at least for me i could totally recognize like if if he was mentally ill before he might be going crazy now yeah. like he might be going crazy now it's really weird his mental illness plot and like the time travel plot don't sound like they would go together no. and they for the most part like he's usually acting normal when time travel stuff is going on but whenever frank shows up it's almost a completely different movie yeah because he acts different whenever frank's around he's like he talks differently mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like the whole like um uh what was it the those little portal things yeah like the the spear as spear, he calls yeah. it it's like um uh okay i looked up the name we'll get into yeah, quantum physics now but um <laughs> <laughs> but I looked up the name for it last night. It's something called a. Um, I forgot. Uh, it's not galactic. Ah, oh, man, I can't think of it. I can't think of what it's called anymore. I'll, I'll put it up on yeah. screen or something. But um, that concept is like, like there are like three or four different interesting concepts that should not have been in a movie together, but they are, and it's and it's pretty good. Hmm. Like. why do you think that is why do you think they complement each other so well even though they're like it's almost like they're piecing together clips from different movies that jake gyllenhaal is in the time travel and the mental Mm -hmm. illness thing i don't know i just think they go well together i don't know it's just a strange movie because there's so much going on there's like comedy stuff and then there's really creepy stuff there's murder and there's just there's a lot going on but i don't know why it works so well i just i guess it's the way that Richard Kelly wrote it, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I I I kind of just thought of this, but do you think it's maybe let's make a really outlandish, hard to believe plot centered around this main character as sort of an allegory for mental illness? Do you think that maybe? Do you think do you think that was intentional, or do you think that that was accidental? I feel like it might have been not. I don't think it was intentional. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't the whole point of the movie, but mm-hmm. I think. It, was a part of it i don't i don't really know i i just think that the at least the way that it's structured like um because it creates a very complicated um concept it kind of makes it easier for us to be like oh this is weird but it's not weird to donnie yeah like donnie is the only one throughout this whole movie that anything makes sense to yeah do you think that donnie is more um, aware of reality than everyone else's in the movie or do you think he's just mentally he ill does. or disturbed i think he knows what's going on like maybe not at the beginning but i think he has because he's given clues throughout the movie like with uh drew barrymore's character i think she whenever gretchen came to school, the class and she's like oh sit next to the girl the boy i think is the cutest i think she was like leading him to meet with gretchen and then he gets to know gretchen and then also with the cellar door part at the mm-hmm. end so he has given like a bunch of clues like throughout like what he's supposed to do. I don't think he knows everything, but I think he knows like he's supposed to do something to mm-hmm. get to where he'll sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, I don't know. I think that revelation is is well done though. Yeah. Um 
and 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 that's the thing too is that it's not like everything happened because of him like i know things went crazy um but i think his actions in the movie are more so to highlight you know the the sins of everyone else this is a question i forgot to send to you but it is um it, it is one that i thought of what do you think donnie specifically his biggest sin is in the movie like what do you think like that what is his biggest what he did like yeah like what's the worst thing that he did in the movie that is harder to i don't know what what do you think what do you think his biggest sin in the movie like what frank told him to do Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff i guess probably burn up the guy's house Mm -hmm. that was pretty bad but he didn't seem to get in trouble for any of it because i guess Mm -hmm. i didn't know who was who did it but i would say yeah probably that part Mm -hmm. and so getting getting into like the the whole like multiple universes thing um apparently the whole thing is referred to and it's actually i didn't even think about it like this until later but um it's apparently donnie darko takes place in what is referred to as a tangent Tangent universe universe, um and what a tangent universe is for anyone who doesn't know is basically the concept of something happens that shouldn't have happened according to fate or destiny like you know gods whatever he calls it gods like uh uh portal or something yes it's something like that um whenever something deviates from that plan it creates a tangent universe which is basically just an alternate reality where uh things happen differently beyond uh uh because of something that changed another universe is created that, that branches off of it so Apparently, when in the universe that Donnie doesn't die in is a tangent universe, tangent universe. and yeah, it until all, it goes back in time, until he goes back in time, and then he dies, and then right, and then everything goes back to the way to it was, the, and it's not a tangent universe, right? Right, and but that's the thing is that it's not like that universe continues on. Yeah, the quantum mechanical description of a tangent universe. Mm-hmm. In, implies that once a tangent universe has been corrected at the point of its insemination, it falls back into and collapses into the original universe, and then it's all fine again. So okay. it basically just starts it all over, but instead of starting it all over per se, it more just kind of lays it on top of it like a sheet, and then it kind of dissolves. You know what I mean? So, so essentially, all the stuff that happens that was supposed to happen is still happening or none of that stuff happens none of the stuff happens the way it does yeah but everyone that was connected to that event that's why they all woke up they were like oh we something changed that's yeah Yeah, that's that is the the purpose of that that whole bit is that when they all wake up they have this weird understanding and connection to donnie and the events that took place over the entire month of october and so that scene is so much more powerful yeah when you look at it like that. And when Donnie's mom kind of waves at um, Gretchen's character, she's like, I think I know you, but I don't know. Right. And they've never tell. met before yeah, yeah. in actuality. And they I can just tell. What, an, what a very out there concept. Yeah. But why do you think, um, I, I don't know. <sighs> why, why, why go down that path? Why not keep it about mental illness or why not keep it about actual time travel you know why why do you think all of these ideas um kind of correlate together so well do you have any type of idea about why i don't really know i think that richard kelly was really into time travel stuff so i I rather that the director's cut there's Mm -hmm. like so much more of that and Mm -hmm. um he like explains a lot of what the time travel means and so they had to like cut that out mm-hmm. for the original cut because people wouldn't want to. I guess the editor was like people don't want to see like this whole movie. There's just too much going on. So I think the original cut for the, that we watched um, has like more of a tone to where we don't know really know what's going on. So I think that intrigues the audi- the the watcher, the viewer, and also with the mental illness. I don't really know. I still really didn't get why they were both mm-hmm. such big themes in the movie. I don't really know, but mm-hmm. maybe. The director dealt with that and he wanted to put that in it. Yeah. That it was an important, like, because not a lot of movies back then were showing mental illness. So Yeah. And I think that that's, that's why this movie is kind of important in a yeah. way. Because I think it allowed 
filmmakers after this to make movies about mental illness. It wasn't and, a big thing by then. Yeah. yeah, and now we see it all the time. You know, yeah. the like we see insanity, and and that's the big one that I wanted to ask you because you mentioned like we love the lighthouse. We went and saw the lighthouse together. I love the shining. We the shining is, in my opinion, one of the greatest. Black movies Swan of all time. also does the same thing. You mentioned you like Black Swan. I like David Lynch stuff. That's also the same. What do you think it is about? stories about the insane that intrigue you and i and like millions of other people like like that's a very common theme now like what is it about the mentally ill the disturbed and the insane that we just gravitate towards i don't know i think it's just because like seeing how someone reacts to certain things and how when things get really bad like they can like go crazy i don't know it's just a really interesting Mm -hmm. concept and i really enjoy watching even though it's kind of dark and kind of scary because it could really happen to someone mm-hmm. it's just an interesting tape because um i don't know i just those kind of movies intrigue me i don't know why they do but i just think they're really interesting just watching someone like their demise into insanity mm-hmm. it's kind of cool they comfort me a little yeah. bit yeah like, so i'm like i'm not that crazy <laughs> right right like sometimes you feel like everything's like collapsing but uh, i think that and i think that's exactly why Donnie Darko connected with so many people because I thought it was like a sleeper. I didn't think people mm-hmm. liked it when it came out, but I'm wrong. I think some of it, I was reading about it. I was, um, it came out like the week after 9 11 mm-hmm. and the whole like jet engine part. Mm-hmm. And so not a lot of people saw it in the theaters, but like once it came out in DVD, more people watched it. They were like, oh, this movie's really good. Mm-hmm. So it like took time for it to become like a cult classic. It wasn't really a thing popular when it came out yeah and 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 it is a cult classic but it did resonate with people back then as well like you said once it went to vod and so i think that i I don't know it just i think it just kind of came out at the perfect time i think those problems were maybe already there like with the youth like darkness and grunge and you know just depression becoming almost like an epidemic you know in the country and i think that somehow the movie tackles it really well right when it kind of like right when we kind of needed a movie like it Mm -hmm. you know so i can't think of a lot of movies before that that dealt with that like Mm -hmm. me i don't don't know well there are movies like with like like you said the shining or that are about insanity but it's not like going to therapy or anything right right right. this movie like normalizes mental illness before it was cool to normalize mental illness so to speak um but i definitely think that this movie was kind of a good push in the right direction and I think there were a lot of people that probably related to yeah. Um, yeah. Donnie. Like like Jake Gyllenhaal said that Donnie Darko was like the role that he needed exactly when he needed it. Because mm-hmm. it was like at a time where he didn't know what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't know um, where his life was going, yeah. even though he had like just started in like October Sky, you know. And yeah, yeah. so, yeah, I think that I think that at the time they didn't really realize how important the movie would be until later. Yeah. Um, but some people i think did and knew from the beginning like i think richard kelly probably knew i think mm-hmm. jake gyllenhaal probably recognized you know i i just love jake gyllenhaal same yeah <laughs> yeah this whole cast is great like we're gonna talk about the, the cast for a second <laughs> who is your favorite character in the movie because oh, the cast is stacked yeah i know it really is like with random people you won't even expect to see you're like what the heck why are they in this movie jerry trainer jerry and Trainor, ashley tisdale and, and seth tisdale. rogan like what the heck and uh, yeah um, I guess I really like Donnie, but like mm-hmm. he's like the main character. Of course. And I also like uh Drew Barrymore's character, I forgot her name. But she's like mm-hmm. one of the most like calming, like good characters. She's not like she doesn't have like a bad agenda. She's just like there to help the students and like get to know them and I think it's she's really cool. And I guess Gretchen's good too. Yeah. 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 I think that um Gretchen is cool, and I think that she's kind of odd, though. She yeah. is odd. I know she has a lot of like trauma, so. And that's the thing is, I think that that's why she's a great pair with Donnie. Like yeah. she, more than anyone, should know, like, how people just like well, that's a line from the movie. Like some people are just born with more trauma than others, yeah. you know. And I think that that's that might be my favorite line in the whole, in the whole movie because mm-hmm. it's true. People do have more more trauma than others. They're mm-hmm. just predisposition to it, and um, but yeah. I, I can't think of a lot of movies, especially aimed at high schoolers and young people mm-hmm. that tackle the problems that it does as well as it does. Yeah. Yeah. I think it came out at a good time. I can't remember. Here, let me look at my phone now. A favorite song? Oh, yes. Hold on. My phone <laughs> yeah. Right here. yeah, the soundtrack's really good. Um, It's very, like, 80s grunge. 
kind of dark songs, but I really like um, Head Over Heels, mm-hmm. and I love um, what was the other one? Mad World. That's kind yes. of a, like a meme meme song. Who but does it felt the cover of that song? Gary would... Jules. Gary Jules. Okay. But it's like it fits really well with the movie. I think like you have to watch the scene with the song, and it's really cool. It and it's like the classic. Like this one's a meme. Yeah. Like the only other one that <laughs> is like more of a meme than this song is Sound of Silence. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. But both songs are awesome for movies. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think they're good on their own too. But they are just because they're like that emo. Like when you make a movie that's kind of emo, because Donnie Darko is definitely emo. emo <laughs> you know, um, you know, you're gonna make some memey stuff, especially yeah. now that you know, emo stuff is kind of funny. Yeah, it can be funny, but it's only funny because it's satirical and sarcastic. Um, are you emo? No, <laughs> I like emo songs, emo music. Emo we movies. like emo st- like movies and music. But I'm not emo. No, not emo. <laughs> Do you believe in time travel? No. No. Yeah. I think it'd be cool, but mm-hmm. no. Too many paradoxes. Yeah. In time travel, it just doesn't work. I couldn't figure it out. I'm yeah. not smart enough. <laughs> yeah, and that's why time travel is done differently in every movie. like every movie mm-hmm. ever. You know, it just it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I was thinking about it last night. In reality, if you were to go back in time, just your displacement of atoms in any given area mm-hmm. in the world would somehow change. Like, it's yeah. like it's like the, what is it? The um, butterfly effect. Yeah. it's It would change everything. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. But like, yeah, it would change a lot of stuff if you did go back in time. Yeah. It, so, it, yeah. Like, you could roll, you could stop a ball from rolling down the street and like a whole family lineage would yeah. like be gone. It's like, always like a premise of like a, sh- a show at one point where they, someone goes back in time and messes up everything and they're like, oh, I need to go fix it. And then it's how like do you know long... what you did wrong? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you're operating in a future where everything is messed up, yeah. you know? It's very interesting. I think time travel is cool. It's interesting, yeah. It's interesting to have a movie about time travel where time travel is in the backseat the whole time. Yeah, it's like not the main focus of the movie. Yeah, like... Because you don't see it until the very end. Yeah, and and that's another weird thing, too, is that, like, this movie does a lot of different... Like I said, this movie's about mental illness and time travel and multiple universes Mm -hmm. and, like, all this stuff. But somehow, even though it feels complicated, it doesn't feel, like, oversaturated or, like, stuffed to the brim. Um, I don't know... I don't know what you have to say about that or, or if you have anything to, or, or if you have any ideas about that, but it's just done really well, yeah. in my opinion. I think so, too. I think it's, it was like Richard Kelly's like number one, like best movie because after that he didn't do anything like good, I've heard. So. Yeah, it's hard to, a lot of the times it's you hard can to beat that. at least analyze a director's filmography and go, well, this is what we know he's good at, this and this and that, but he's only really had like one, one movie, good movie that with like of recognition. Yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? You have a story. You, you told oh, yeah. me the story uh, <laughs> yesterday, and I thought it was really funny. We, I need to show you the clip after this. Yes, but, yes. Um, sorry. Um, so Richard Kelly is cousins with my dad's friend from high school. They're like around the same age, so he's like forty-five, I think. Uh-huh. So yeah. Anyways, so he made Donnie Darko, and then after that, he wanted to make this movie called Southland Tales with The Rock and Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. and so he needed to film like some kind of fourth of july party it's like an apocalyptic movie so yeah he needed to film like before like before the apocalypse so he filmed this party in abilene which is where my dad we were living there at the time my dad's from abilene so his friend was like oh we should film come to this um we're gonna he's sorry i can't talk no you're fine <laughs> um you should come to this party because we're gonna my cousin's gonna film for his movie and so he's like yeah sure so he didn't bring me because i was at church or something i was like why wasn't i there but he brought <laughs> god is awesome ruining everything <laughs> <I know>. again <laughs> he brought my sister lily and my grandma was there too because she knew like the family of the family it was like family friends so yeah he was in the movie for like half a second if you watch the preview you can see they're him. actually in the preview Yeah, the preview that's awesome and my dad and my sister are in it for like a second like the back of him and then my grandma's in it you can see her pretty well and my dad told me that like two years ago. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this before? You're in a movie with The Rock. <laughs> and JT. And yeah, and JT. And also, I have another story. Um, his friend from high school um, hung out with his cousin whenever Donnie Darko came out. Mm-hmm. And they went to Drew Barrymore's house and like smoked pot with her. Like, isn't that so cool? I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> the 
this is your dad's friend? Yeah, my dad's friend. That is awesome. I know. I was like, why wasn't I there? I was like one years old. but <laughs> I was like one, but I would have wanted go. to go to Drew Barrymore's house. Yeah, and smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> and smoke pot at one year old. Yeah. It's Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I, I have to. <laughs> but yeah, Come on, dad. <laughs> he didn't tell me this till like two years ago. And I'm like, I know him from Darling Darko. Like he made Darling, Dar- Darling Darko. And, but yeah, apparently Southland Tales isn't very good. I haven't seen it, but I've heard bad things about it. That is really funny. Yeah. That's like really, really funny. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what an awesome story to say, yeah, this director, he's not really big anymore, but I got to smoke pot with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an That's awesome, cool. awesome story. Yeah. yeah, hold on. Let me look at my phone and um, let me see if I missed anything. Did I miss anything? I can't think if I did. Sorry, they're a little bit um It's okay. A little bit reworded. I forgot. Oh, I want to talk about Frank. Okay. Um I was I was going to say like I think he's a really cool creepy character cuz I don't really get creeped out by stuff, but his voice kind of really creeps me out. I don't know why they did his voice like that, but mm-hmm. it's really creepy. And and it, it did shock me that Frank was like an importance in the plot other than just like this embodiment yeah. of Donnie's anxiety, yeah. you know, like I, I was really impressed that like, I just, I don't know about you, but I see so many movies nowadays where nothing is concrete and things are just thrown away like this and that they like do a bunch of ideas, but nothing ever yeah. like means anything. And every single thing, every character, every scene, Every line, everything has meaning in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, and I applaud it for that. Like, of course, it's early 2000s. So some things, mm-hmm. some editing things are funny. And, you know, he's an early, like it was an indie movie. So the writing isn't like Tarantino yeah. all the time. But it's still. There's good one- one-liners, I think. There are very yeah. good one-liners. Do you have a favorite one-liner you can think of off the top of your head? No. Not the ones I already mentioned. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of any. I, I know I can't think of anything. <laughs> Better words than it. <laughs> Beer and pussy. That's yeah. all I need. <laughs> or when Seth Rogen's like, "I like your booms," I'm like, "Why did yeah. you say that? It's so weird." <laughs> there are a lot of moments where, and and I think that every movie, especially in the '90s and early 2000s, like I think the last good director up until like more modern times, where you have like stuff like Booksmart mm-hmm. and mid '90s come out, but like. Before that, that the last really good teen writer was like John Hughes. Yeah, like those movies actually feel, even though they're a little cheesy now, mm-hmm. they feel like the students and the characters mm-hmm. are real, and like there are real teenage problems that yeah. are beyond just my hair doesn't look great or oh my god, Boy, Steve like kissed Sally yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know. So I, I I think that this one is kind of like a diamond in the rough a little bit because even though mm-hmm. the, the dialogue isn't solid all the time, it still tackles important stuff. And mm-hmm. the characters don't, at least for what they're supposed to be, they don't feel non-believable. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think it's written really well. Mm-hmm. I think the concepts there are done really well compared to just like, this movie doesn't treat you like you're stupid. Yeah. This movie treats you as though you can figure it out on your own. And I can't tell if that's because things were cut from the movie or yeah. if that was the original. I mean, I am I guess since there is a director's cut, that wasn't the original intention. Yeah. But there's something about it that works really well. I think in the director's cut, I heard that it was more, it had a lot more explanation. Mm-hmm. And I think the editor wanted to, to leave up to interpretation. So mm-hmm. I think they cut a lot of that out. So I don't think it was supposed to be like that, but. I'm glad it wasn't like all explained to me because I wanted to like look at look into it afterwards because it keeps me intrigued to watch it again. Yeah, if well, you really get it. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal has like a title, like his his um his role in like the whole plot, the time travel plot. He has a actual yeah. uh, title. It's called like the Receiver or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the only thing that I wish they would have tackled a little bit better was uh roberta sparrow yeah i didn't really get her story i think it's more into in the director's cut yeah because i mean i was like oh my gosh we're gonna get to see what's in her basement like we're gonna get an explanation for this time travel and then it like there are bullies down there that's another thing why are they there yeah i don't know (laughs) were they waiting were they robbing her like i think they could be done for like that way it all works out where 
Gretchen dies and mm-hmm. then all that stuff happens. I think it's like they're supposed to be there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I just don't know why they're there in the first place. But again, it's 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 like one of those things where you're just nitpicking at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, I let me look one more time. Yeah, I don't know what I think else. I have one question about. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, I have one more. This is the one that I've that I I don't know how I forgot this one. And I may have already asked it, but I want to ask it like this. Um Okay. Um so there is something like purely grunge about this movie. Um and it really encapsulates the 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 whole idea and like the upcoming like darkness of like this youth culture in the 90s and like the early 80s mm-hmm. and into the 2000s um what do you think about like wh- like what do you think i i know this is kind of an off the off the movie question but like what do you think fed some of that and and what why do you think that donnie darko just does it so well like going into like the grunge era mm-hmm. you mean like i don't know i think it was a lot of the music was becoming more dark mm-hmm. and i guess uh kids were starting to rebel against their parents and like america's views and they're like oh america isn't perfect and they wanted to do different things and believe different things i guess it's more like rebellious nature and it kind of turned into this whole like kind of group of people that wanted mm-hmm. to like go against their parents and mm-hmm. um I don't think it was entirely them just going like, do you think it was just, I want to do the opposite of my parents or do you think it was just like, I have different interests. Like, I don't want to do the same thing you did. It might be that too. Like they want, they don't want to like grow up to be just in an office. They want to do like their own thing. Yeah. Have their own opinion and their own like, yeah. Interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like a lot of the people were like doing their, the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of strange to like do your own thing and have your own unique perspective on things. Yeah. So I think more people were going into that and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I do think that, um, that is something we don't have to worry about as much anymore. Like it's not detrimental to your future. If you don't go to college, you know, I know me, I mean, we both did, but people can be successful in almost all corners nowadays Mm -hmm. And back then, they kind of couldn't. It was hard. It yeah. was really hard. You, like, had to go to college if you wanted to be successful. And then your success was, I get to sit in an office. Suburban life. Yeah, suburban yeah. life. And I can see how growing up in that environment, especially with parents that just do the same thing over and over and over again, mm-hmm. would just become monotonous. Yeah, I think this movie probably re- really resonated with a lot of people that grew up in, like, middle-class suburbia. Mm-hmm. And not really, like, the people that didn't grow up in that probably they probably wouldn't have understood it but yeah i think it is really well done the way they did it like where it feels like you're it goes along with what middle class people were feeling like teenagers were feeling feeling at the time mm-hmm. with like suburbia and like feeling like you can't get out of that and like yeah things like that yeah and i think that again like i said earlier we struggle with the same things today mm-hmm. but when those issues were just coming up i can see how that would have been really frustrating mm-hmm. you know like yeah not having the internet not having an outlet you know yeah not having the exposure to like art and stuff that we have now like we can just it's true we can just do whatever like i didn't have to yeah. go to blockbuster to rent donnie darko you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i just pulled it up on amazon and we watched it yeah i think music was a huge outlet for people back then oh and yeah movies also do you think it was just like do you think it was a a rising um like like people were too comfortable and so they just gravitated towards it or do you think that it's it has a little battery okay um Sorry. no no you're fine do you think it was which which came first the chicken or the egg do you think the music came first or do you think that the music is a direct product of people becoming unhappy in america specifically youth becoming unhappy in america um i think the music came first but i'm sure like the musicians had the same feelings mm-hmm. but I think they gravitated towards the music and then they kind of went off after that, went off of that. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. yeah. I think maybe even it just articulated it mm-hmm. in a way that people couldn't really understand why they were unhappy. Yeah. You know. But then they like understood a song and like, oh, I relate to this so much. And mm-hmm. they kind of went off of that. Yeah. I, I do also believe that music specifically in the 90s just really changed the way that people um, just could uh, uh, move through things. It's kind of like with the late 60s with like the hippie movement, kind of mm-hmm. like that. But with like grunge. Yeah. Like 20 years later. Yeah. And we see it. We see it happen in cycles. Yeah. We see it. People get comfortable and then they want to get uncomfortable. So you have hippies and you have Nirvana and then. then, Emo scene. And then you have emo people. (laughs) Now we're getting weeaboos. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, this episode is not sponsored by Bubbly, but I really want it to be. So. Maybe, okay. maybe eventually, if we have enough of these where I have a company sitting up here, we'll be good. Thank you very much for coming on, Grace. You're I really welcome. appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate um, the fact that you look at movies not for um, what they necessarily are at their surface, but what they're also trying to say. I think yeah. most people do try to do that sometimes, but I think you specifically... Like, I remember we watched Parasite, and we talked about Parasite for a long time, and it was just, like, one of those things where I was like, yeah, I want to talk about this. I like understanding, like, the director's perspective and what they wanted the message to come across. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so You're much welcome. for being here. And I, I, we're going to have you on again at some point, but it's going to be about a specific animated movie or favorite 80s movie or something, yeah. but we'll get down the line. Let's get more episodes. Yeah. But yeah. Awesome. Thank you for watching my friend's favorite movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to outro this yet. Uh, say that. Cheers. Oh yeah, cheers. Don't (laughs) spill on the microphone. (laughs) Break all the equipment. (laughs) Lose the audio. (laughs) Now it's like, spill this all over the computer. Awesome. (laughs) You wanna watch Night Dark? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, I wanted to watch the trailer for the movie. Oh, yes.